Canuck Central, Dan Riccio with Bick Nazar. He's in for uh, Satyar Shah today as we are uh, on location in the Kintec studio. Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. We are at the Sports Celebrities Festival. Uh, we are uh, annually here, and... Last couple of years, it's been online only, digitally done, but uh, virtually done, I guess, would be the proper terminology. I should have learned this by now. We've been yeah. through this for the last couple of years. But, it's almost uh, 2023. <laughs> get used to it, Rach. Uh, but, yes, we are back uh, and in action for uh, for this one, Sports Celebrities Festival, and uh, supporting the Canucks for Kids Fund and Special Olympics BC. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get to talk to some of the principals involved here, including uh, some Vancouver Canucks as they start to arrive for the event. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. Um, so I, I, I was away last week. Uh, Bick, thanks for filling in mm-hmm. for the week while I was away. Um, now Sat's making me wear a suit and work an extra hour today. I'm just, <laughs> just bailing you guys out right now. I know. You're, you're the most valuable player right now. Um Unsung hero, I believe, is uh, the oh, yeah. award Canucks yeah, would go. give out. Yes, um, but the the story as I wa- as I watched from afar was that that really got me all week was the Chara thing. Oh yeah, and the Canucks Man, you practicing missed a lot of fun on Thursday and Friday. <laughs> the Canucks practicing their uh, lifting of the Stanley Cup before they had actually secured the trophy against the Boston Bruins in 2011. Uh, by the time it got to Saturday night, Juice Bieksa uh, didn't even have to really, um, you know, downplay it all that much because it was obvious. <laughs> I mean, did anybody actually, other than the 2011 Bruins, did anybody actually believe that this was something that may have happened? What what professional sports athlete is doing that? Of course it was a hoax. All just made up to give you whatever extra motivational push you think you may have needed. And guess what? It, it made zero difference in the outcome of the event. In the same way that, uh, you know, John Herdman doing his whole F Croatia made mm-hmm. zero difference in how that match ended up playing out. What was going to happen ended up happening, regardless of whatever fantasy story was told to the 2011 Bruins before that whole series played out. I can't believe people actually bought this, including Chara himself. Basically, no players practiced that since they were much Yeah, younger. when you did it on the schoolyard during a road hockey game, maybe. Jeez. Hanging out, you know, shampoo bottle or something like yeah. that. It's like, I'd like to thank the Academy for this award, like yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh, no- it's Nazar coming down the left wing. <laughs> oh, top corner. Game seven. OT winner. Can you, imagine, can you imagine us? Be like, hey, Reach, broadcast of the year, man. I'm going to hand you this microphone. <laughs> yes. Here you go. Get ready for your big speech. What are you going to say? Who are you going to think? What would that have even looked like? How is it? It's the the cup final. Nobody's around snapping a picture. It's not like this was 1963 where where every living soul didn't have a mobile camera attached to their hip. Also, how hilarious would it have been if the first person thought it was a good idea and the second person was like, what are you doing right now? (laughs) Put your hands down. Stop trying to hoist an imaginary cup. 
Oh, it's uh, it's 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 too good. I can't even believe that this. Uh, Should we ask some of the current players? If, yes. if they would ever do that. <laughs> or like, when was the last time you pictured doing it? Yes. When was the last time that you uh, ran through or walked through the the schoolyard, <laughs> pretending to uh, to lift the Stanley Cup? Uh, let's uh, bring in our first guest of the evening. It is uh, Canucks goalie Spencer Martin. How's it going, Spencer? It's great. It's great. Thanks yeah. for having me. We were just uh, we were just joking about the uh, the story of last week that the 2011 Canucks were practicing lifting the Stanley Cup. When was the last time you practiced lifting the Stanley Cup? And like I'm I'm imagining like playing road hockey back in the day or something. Yeah, something like that for sure. <laughs> no, I, that was an interesting one. I like the I like Kevin's uh, re- reply on uh, Hockey Night in Canada though. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things. That, like it's obviously taboo for players. Like you can't even touch it. Even if you've been to a Stanley Cup party, I imagine you're not you're not getting anywhere near it, right? Yeah, and uh, I was on the taxi squad with uh, with Tampa when they That's won right, twice, yeah. and I and uh, even just being around that crew, I, I didn't feel like 100 percent comfortable. Uh, <laughs> like you know, cause if you don't get to play, you don't you yeah. don't feel like you should touch it until you do. So it, it is funny though, because I imagine from the Boston perspective, like you probably used tricks or a staffer tells you something that maybe it isn't true but you still got to use something to motivate you do you personally just like embed something in your head it's like tonight i got to do this and it, whatever motivation i need i got to perform for sure that's what it is that's what it's all about i mean like uh one of the bigger adjustments for me this year has been playing like in an 82 game season it's been a, you know it's, so you have to get yourself up for every game so whether it's uh you know finding a little motivation through anything like that yeah, sure. so it's like you know those those guys on the radio said I had a bad game last night. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna use that to my advantage. I'll be up <laughs> <laughs> listening to you guys for that. <laughs> Give you the extra motivation. Yeah. Uh, so so how's how's it been for you this year? You know, coming in and uh, obviously the the injury to Thatcher. Nobody likes to see that, but it's uh, it's put you into the starting role here. Yeah, like um, it's it's been uh, yeah like a quick introduction into playing a ton. Obviously. Um, an uh, unexpected start for us, you know, from my perspective and, and a lot of people's uh, perspectives. And, uh, you know, obviously when Demer went down, that was, uh, you know, a tough, tough scene for our team. And obviously he's a leader of our team. So um, it's a huge shoes to fill. But, I, you know, I'm just trying to uh, to battle and then grow my own game while I have this opportunity. So When you get prepared for this role in the summer, uh, you know, as a backup, you always think, hey, I can always get the shot. What did you do in the summer to kind of mentally prepare if this scenario developed? Yeah, well, I, I wasn't even taking it for granted that I would be uh, locked to, you know, to make the team because I've never been in a position where I'm showing up to camp to realistically try out and, and crack the lineup for the first night. So that was my that was my goal, and uh, just to be as ready as possible. And then, uh, you know, like even last year when I got in, it was basically like everyone had COVID, so I had to run with it for, you know, just a, a short amount of time, uh, those two opportunities I got. So um, that, I think, prepared me for this bigger one here. This uh, your whole run with the Canucks here. You know your your journey back to the the NHL. I mean, had to be a ton of work going into place here. I mean, uh, just for you, how has that journey been? And here, trying to make the most of this opportunity as it's come. Yeah, well, it's been uh, it's been special. Like I, I I've I think I'm balancing both being happy to get a chance and be here, but also knowing that I have to put that aside and, and be focused on making the most of this, and that uh, it's you know it's going to go by quick. Uh, this little opportunity to, to show that I that I can play at this level, uh, in a starter uh, you know level of play. So um, it's very exciting for me, and it's it's easy to come to the rink every day to you know with motivation. What's been uh, the toughest part? Is is it a physical thing? Is it a mental thing of these starts coming probably with a lot more uh, frequency than you thought maybe? 
Um, you know, like obviously, uh, it's we, we want to get back above 500 and get going. So that's obviously uh, you know puts a lot of pressure on the situation. But honestly, I haven't found too many. Um, difficulties like I've, I've really thrived i really enjoyed every single step of the way and you know getting to play uh you know night in night out actually makes it a little bit easier rather than you know breaking into the nhl and playing every fifth game or something like that so it's been easy to get in the rhythm uh, as for the team you know the the results there's been some tough losses but in the overall you're winning more games and you're losing right now trying to dig yourselves out of that early hole how do you how do you feel you guys are trending right now uh i think we're trending in the right direction i know that um in our dressing room, we definitely we, we feel that. We know that. The road trip that we went to uh, Vegas and Colorado, I feel like um, we just, we, you know, our chemistry-wise and, and, and showing ourselves how we can play against the top teams, I think that that was a huge confidence boost. And then coming back, we've taken, like, tiny steps back in, the, in disappointing performances at home, especially. That, that definitely bothers us. But when you look at the big picture, we're starting to turn the thing in the right direction. And, uh, you know, hopefully we continue to make steps. We have to. What have you learned about being a Vancouver Canuck here? It's, it's been a short time, obviously, but events like this, you're constantly in the community. Uh, what have you learned, especially now because we're post uh, these events and you're able to go out? Uh, what have you learned about being a Vancouver Canuck? Yeah, I guess you learn that it's it's a lot more than just showing up and playing, you know, on game days. Like uh, they give you a lot of opportunities to get out here in the, in uh, in the community and and, and make uh, make a f- make yourself feel like you're making a difference too, and and different. Um, experiences for me you know obviously being in the minors from the beginning of my career like I haven't had a lot of exposure like this in a, in a massive market so uh, um, I grew up in Toronto though so I understand like you know that kind of setting with this uh, with a lot of fans and a lot of uh, opportunities so um, I really enjoyed it is this your uh, this has got to be your first sports celebrities festival then yeah the Canucks it's uh, some pretty legendary moments uh, it's Alex Edler dancing um, back in the day. I mean, there's been some pretty good ones. So I don't know. I don't know what you're going to have to do to get get the crowd going here tonight, Spencer. You got anything in the back pocket? <laughs> Absolutely not. But <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, you never know. Sometimes yeah. when you show up to these things as a rookie, you have to be on your toes. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's just it's in support of uh, Canucks for Kids Fund and Special Olympics BC, of course. Just before you go, uh, any chirps between you and uh, Jonah Gadjevich there uh, <laughs> after that goal? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it pissed me off in the moment, to be honest. I was not very, it wasn't funny to me, because it's always funny to all my family members to poke fun as time passes, it kind of, it digs you, but, um, you know, that once we won, it was kind of like, all right, well, that's kind of the best case scenario yeah. in the family business, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you, you got the win, or you got the win, so that was the last laugh in the end. Uh, Spencer, yeah. really appreciate your time. Enjoy the night. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There is uh, Spencer Martin uh, joining us here, tableside at the uh, Sports Celebrities Festival here at the Fairmont Pacific Rim, and uh, continuing uh, to to bring the. Uh, the chatter and you know of all the things that um, have happened here and you know a lot of uh, negativity surrounding how the team has played obviously but you know Spencer Martin has been quite a find for the team for sure even to you can have debates if you want about how good he has actually been relative to his record but Ultimately, like when you're looking for a backup goalie, you want a guy that's going to be average. And he's been above average his entire Canucks career. And certainly this year has brought a ton of stability to a role that hasn't had it uh, for, for Thatcher Demko and the Canucks. And it's another year, too, that he's going to be under contract for. Yep. And it just allows you to just look at this. And 
I think the other thing too is it's bought them development time as well. Like even further down for sellouts, yeah. You want to create this constant Ferris wheel of goalies, and this is the the assessment, a, a talent assessment by the goaltending department. Bring them in, be able to develop a player. I think they've probably gotten way more than they thought. Like mm-hmm. even if even if they got a spot starter here and there, like kind of like you did last year, and you got a solid AHL goalie. I think that would have been viewed as a big win. And here they are in a, in a stretch right now where they're going to have to really rely on him. And honestly, like who who gets concerned when they see Martin on the team sheet right now? Yeah, nobody. He's he's gotten he's he's bringing in points when he started. We can debate it's like how effective and should he be stealing siphoning starts away from Demko that's a great debate but as far as having trust in the guy in the pipes it's been a massive massive win for the Vancouver Canucks you can't deny how how valuable he has been for this team especially with Thatcher even before the injury Mm -hmm. kind of going through it this year uh, and, and Martin's been there. He's been a constant for them, somebody that they could rely on while Thatcher got in some extra practice time. But even if Thatcher was playing to his normal standard, yeah. and, and we see just how great he can obviously be, we came into the season talking about there's 25 starts Spencer Martin's got to take away from Thatcher Demko. Yeah. Even if he's playing at a Vesna level, and how can he earn some starts to keep Thatcher fresh, and that's the goal here. Like That's the thing people have to remember. It's not just about managing the 82 games. It's managing the 82 games so you're – your primary goalie is fresh for the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's the reason we talk about 25, 30 starts for the backup goalies in the league. And the way he's playing, and the more importantly, the way he's getting points uh, allows them to keep throwing him out there and, and being able to trust him. So uh, Martin was kind of interesting how he put their recent play in, into perspective. They felt like they found something in those wins over Colorado and Vegas on the road, and they've had some disappointing losses uh, at home. And, you know, the ones against Washington, Florida, and, of course, the Wild on Saturday night certainly sting. And it's happened a lot on home ice, uh, which has maybe been one of the stranger things, but it's been going on since last year, so maybe not all that strange. They've had a difficult time at Rogers Arena. Point being, um, are, are, are those results against Colorado and Vegas, are they an exception to the rule of what's normally happened this year versus what we've seen in some of these other recent performances? And it also happens to be as soon as they get close to 500, they have a real big letdown performance as well. This team is so funny, man. Like, yep. it, it's, it's now 85 games for Bruce, 86 games, somewhere yep. in that range, and it's over 100 points. Mm-hmm. It's if you just said that you're like wow fantastic and yet it's that's a playoff team. There's no in between right now. There's some big wins versus Colorado and Vegas and yep. you know the players are citing those ones. Of, of that's the example that we have to get to. That's the example and standard that we have to maintain to try to keep getting points. And yet it's fair for fans and fair for us to sit here and say, but the efforts in Washington, Florida, and Minnesota, right? It's not that these are hard fought losses. They are clean-cut, straight losses. Yeah, they were the second-best team on the night. By a margin. Yeah. And if you had to choose the four best lines, the four best lines were all on the other side of the ice. And when you can't find the in-between, like those are the manageable games you look at and say, hey, can you get out with an OTL and you're still making progress? It's we look great against the NHL elite or we're floundering. And we really have to even struggle through games against 
Arizona, Montreal, San Jose. It, it, this team doesn't really provide you just a stable pushback. It's fall back or jump forward. Well, and the uh, th- those wins, um, you can poke a lot of holes in those wins, mm-hmm. right? Um, but a win is a win is a win, right? As the great uh, Vin Diesel once said, if you win by an inch or a mile, it doesn't matter. Winning's winning. So... <laughs> um, it, you can't critique it too much, especially for this team, but it, it really is hard to see them as anything more than sort of this middling team that could be a few games over 500, could end up a few games under 500 by the end of the year, but sort of in that 80 to 90 point-ish range, mm-hmm. which ends up short of the playoffs and well out of any conversation of the top balls in the lottery. Well, right now, what are they? They're, they're ninth last in point percentage, I think. Yeah. Ninth or tenth, somewhere in that range. And I, I would argue like, that's them playing well. Yeah. Right? So that's scary. It, it could, it could, the bottom could drop out completely. Especially if a few trades are in order. Or if just the health of a team starts to slide a little bit. Yep. We've seen a couple injuries already. If they don't improve their defensive play, what's more likely? To, to give up four goals every single game or score six goals every single game? And if you look at the schedule upcoming to Calgary, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Seattle, Edmonton, all the way into Christmas. Well, look in the middle of January. Like, like that's, oh, yeah, that's where you're going through the, the gauntlet of the, the southeast. That's the one the that's going to be interesting. Like, you it was the same thing last January. For right? sure. For sure. They sort of handled themselves okay. It's Islanders at home, Colorado at home, and then they go on the road. Jets, Penguins, Lightning, Panthers, mm. Hurricanes, come back home, Tampa, and Colorado, and then Edmonton. That is a stretch that will define That's everything. one of those stretches where you look at it on the, on the calendar, you're like, if we go 500 here, we're okay. That'd be amazing. But you yeah. have to be above 500 to be able to – sustain that at that time of year. And, and the Canucks and, aren't going to be in that spot. And that was the thing that was so frustrating about Saturday is, okay, they got back to 500. Here's your opportunity to try to make this push. If, if, if you know, from the player's perspective, they're still trying to make the playoffs. But now the task is trying to get to a stage. You know, when you start the season, you have 82 games to get this many games above 500 yeah. to make the playoffs. Now the task is 55 games. Mm-hmm. You've, you've made it harder on yourself. Again, yeah. And they just constantly do this thing where they make it harder on themselves and here we are again we're gonna have to talk about them bouncing back from a flat performance it's uh the game on saturday was tough especially that first period again being lackluster there's a lot to take away there is um a lot that they still have to try and build on you know all of the talk about where this is headed part of me is just like well They've kind of shown who they are, so it shouldn't be that much of a debate on where this team needs to head I, right I, now. I'm still kind of amazed sometimes where we have this conversation of, oh, what's the potential of this group? Yeah. I, I think we've figured out what and who they are. It's just a matter of when this sort of stuff comes to an end. But I, I feel like we've discovered who they are. One of the things that's been... Very disappointing about this year because we often talk about, hey, uh, you know, uh, a lot of players are, are having strong seasons and and you're seeing the numbers and you're liking what you see, but it, it hasn't 
brought in uh, the consistent results that uh, may have been uh, expected at the start of the year. Let's bring in uh, our next guest here, table side at the Sports Celebrities Festival. It is JT Miller. How's it going, JT? Going well. Going well. Had a nice day off today, so uh, good to see the guys again. What did yeah. you get up to? Christmas shopping and all that sort of stuff? I uh, had a little bit of a recovery day today. We had a little team party yesterday. Um, I went over to Lisa for a big meal and enjoyed the night. So nice. Spent most of the day relaxing. <laughs> How's the dog recovering from the race on uh, on Saturday? I'm sending the other one next time. <laughs> yeah, what happened he's supposed there? To what be happened? Our he's supposed to be our smart one. Uh, he, uh, no, my wife gave the guy instructions and asked, said, uh, go find Mommy. But Mommy came in the other way, so he went down where she was. So yeah, I don't think it was his fault. I'm blaming my wife for that one. Uh, that's that's uh, that's hilarious. So uh, you've you've been around now for the Sports Celebrities Festival for for a couple of years. It's a pretty great event, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. You know, it's a shame that the uh, last few years we weren't able to do it. But my first year here, we had a great time here, and I know what uh, you know. Brandon Sutter killed it. You know, he's such a big part of this whole event, and uh, you know, basically emceeing the thing and did a great job. So. Uh, um, good to be back. Obviously, it's for a great cause, and I'm happy to be here. You guys got any plans for the uh, teammates to uh, get up on stage or anything like that? Oh, man, the league's getting softer and softer. We don't <laughs> do that stuff anymore. I used to have to do it all the time. So, uh, what was your thing? Oh, we had to – no, it, it actually surprised me. They just told me to go up on stage, and I'd be saying a couple words on behalf of the team. I had no notice. It was very <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, the guys got a good laugh. But we, we don't, I'm assuming they won't have to do anything. Uh, put, put you on the spot. Um, so, so things have uh, – the season's kind of been it started strange, poorly uh, from a results standpoint. Uh, here you are now, getting close to 500. That hump has been tough to get over, but in the overall, the results have been more good than bad. It's just some of these recent home games have, have kind of been tough. Well, what what are you feeling right now with where this team is headed? Uh, you know, it's just a process. You know, we dug ourselves a bit of a hole, and not all of that was real bad. You know, yeah. I think we've had faith in this group the whole time, and sometimes you get off to not the perfect start, but you know we've done a lot of scratching and clawing and no quit in this group, and I think we're 8 or 4 in our last 12, and mm -hmm. it's been every game seems like it's a game 7 for us, and that can be quite emotionally taxing, but at the same time, we, we, we expect a lot out of ourselves, and coming together as a team, just a matter of playing a little bit more consistent on a you know more day-to-day -day basis. Do you feel like there's more to, to uncover with the group? We were just kind of talking, it just feels like it's the, the 7-game losing streak or an 8-game uh, run here uh, of eight in your last 12. Is, is there a middle ground that the team tries to find, or is it is it just going to be like this where it's volatile both ways? Yeah, you don't want to have the volatile game. You know, from a personal standpoint and a team standpoint, you want to be about as even keel as you can and playing consistent hockey. You know, a coach told me when I was younger, let's not bring, you know, C and D games. Let's just, if you're not feeling it, bring your B minus game, and, like, we'll get a lot out of that. So if we can kind of get back to that and – you know, just really start eliminating some of the big chances against. I think that's going to help us a lot. And, you know, I think we're coming together and getting closer. You know, our team is, you know, like I said, it's a process with a group. It's not just going to happen overnight. But I think we have a lot of confidence that we have a very talented group here. So if we could find a way to bear down and, you know, just kind of, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's type situation when it comes to the systems and just really execute your one-on-ones, and that's really what it comes down to. The scoring's kind of been up uh, across the league right now, going back into to last season. Um, is, is there things that are happening differently, or is just the, the skill of each player getting better and better that it's that much harder to defend right now? Yeah, I just I, I think the whole league's evolving. Um, yeah. You know, I, I said it the other day when I came into the league, you just had, like, basically two offensive and two defensive lines. Like, it was pretty, pretty black and white, and now you have four lines of skilled players. So, um there's no surprise there, and, you know, there's just a lot more skill, you know, with uh, 20 guys on the ice all around. So, I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, there's going to be 
nights where you've got to score four or five to win the game, and I think everybody's trying to defend and everybody's trying to do the right thing, but the matter of fact is that there's a lot of talented action. Come When you're, you know, you're up, you tend to sit back and protect the lead, but when that happens, it's hard to keep talented players off the board for 20 minutes when you're you know, playing a 3-2 lead and going into the third. That you know, is a reality. Does it have to change mentally then? Just the idea it's like, hey, a two-goal lead isn't enough, or if we're down two, we're always a chance to get back into it. Yeah, we're a perfect example of that this year, right? I feel like we have – it's never just a grind out a 3-2 or a 4-2. I mean, it's always a – you know, we're coming back or we had some letdowns early, but it's hard It's hard to hold on because you, you don't want to play high risk in the third period. But if you have a lead and at the same time it kind of opens you up to play a really good period if you don't. So uh, – you know, we're trying to navigate that the best we can to come together. Uh, you cracked a, a stick on Saturday. How many have you gone through so far this season? Not many, actually. <laughs> believe it or not, guys. I, uh, yeah, no, everything was going good. And then the power play, I swear, it's an emotional It's an emotional uh, element of the game, the power play. You, you expect yeah. so much. And especially our group is a highly, you know, demanding of ourselves group. And it's just sometimes you fan on a breakaway shot. And, mm-hmm. and then we give up, obviously, a bad pass and for a goal. I mean, it's game's frustrating. Sometimes that will happen. Uh, JT, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the night. Yep, no problem, guys. Uh, there's uh, JT Miller joining us here at Tableside at the Sports Celebrities Festival. Uh, as uh, we'll continue to uh, welcome some Vancouver Canucks, we hope, uh, Tableside as the night continues here at Stan Richo and Bick Nazar on Canucks Central Sports at 650. All right, it's Dan Riccio and Mick Bazaar here on Canucks Central. Uh, Bick in for Sat today, and uh, we are in the mobile Kintech studio at the Fairmont Pacific Rim in support of the uh, Sports Celebrities Festival. We've talked to uh, Spencer Martin and JT Miller. Just had a little tableside chat with uh, Oliver ekman Larson as well. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics Canada's favorite orthotics provider supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. You know, it is always uh, there is so much uh, that the organization does in the community Mm -hmm. Uh, and as Oliver was just telling uh, with us tableside, it is nice to have these events in person again to really connect uh, with the community here in Vancouver. And he's set up right next to us at the uh, yeah the uh, photo booth. He's taking a taking a couple of shots. Who gets more pictures, uh, him or us? <laughs> uh, if you're coming to the event, by the way, you're you're more than welcome to stop by and take a picture with us. Yeah, you, you like are Finn would. Finn's definitely here to take a picture, as he always is. Table side. Yeah. He's putting his headset on. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that one's on mute. We Finn, still sorry. we still haven't got one for you, Finn. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I know it's. <laughs> I'm I'm getting kicked out. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) I'm no good. All right. Stick to soccer, he says. Yeah. There we (laughs) are. There it is. (laughs) You've been hearing my World Cup show too much. I get it. All right. All right. Kicking the grass. Back for one more uh, coming up later this weekend. You got Croatia or Argentina? Kind of a Croatia stand on this one. Oh, yeah? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Finn's Finn's all in on Lionel Messi. That's yeah. what you want? Yeah, see, everyone's in on it. Well, I, I, I'm traditionally Finn's someone that will like, flip the other way. We know Finn's a quality guy because he's messy over Ronaldo every day yeah, of the week, you know? That's fair. <laughs> oh, Finn's getting tossed out. All right. <laughs> Finn's getting tossed out of the ring, and uh, Oliver ekman Larson is uh, coming in to, uh, to chat with us. Uh, we were just 
we were just talking with Finn over there, and he's he's clearly uh, he's clearly a Lionel Messi guy. He's pulling for Argentina in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a famous guy and <laughs> a pretty good soccer player, right? So he's all right. Can't blame him for that. Have you been keeping an eye on the World Cup? Uh, you getting a chance to? Uh, no, I haven't really. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm a soccer guy, so I kind of read into it a little bit. But so once Zlatan retired, you just. Yeah, like, you know, this Sweden World Cup's was not for me. Yeah. No, and Sweden wasn't <laughs> in it, right? So, uh, no, it's uh, I haven't really paid uh, any attention. It's been weird in the the, the Winter World Cup. I'm not going to lie. We see yeah. uh, less uh, less flags around town and stuff like that. It's uh, it's been a little bit different. And obviously, uh, you know, you're kind of in the middle of a hockey season too. So. Yeah, no, we uh, <laughs> we're pretty busy, so it's it's hard to uh, uh, not focus on that. Uh, so we're here at the Sports uh, Celebrities Festival. Um, how enjoyable is this for you to be? Because it's a totally different season now as well uh, for you to be out in the community and, and be at these events as well. No, I think it's great that we uh, get the chance to do this again. Uh, obviously, COVID um, kind of screwed up for, for for all of us. So uh, I think this means a lot for, I mean, obviously the community to, to be able to come out and help and, and uh, just to... Yeah, try to raise some money for a good cause and, and just, uh, yeah, have a good night. Uh, in the past, we've seen some players break out dance moves on the stage. Yeah, uh, that won't be me to, no? uh, tonight, oh, no. Okay. Who's right. the dancer in the room, dude? <laughs> um, probably uh, Nils Hoglander. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he got some moves. So uh, It's always the younger guys. Yeah, right. No, you know, That, that I think one kind of makes sense. It's not off the board. I think he was probably the favorite in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Demmer is up there, too. Oh, I yeah. think he's a pretty good uh, dancer. Uh, all right, so um, how have you been feeling this season uh, with your game and, and where things are at with the team right now? Yeah, no, I think we were off to a kind of a tough start, uh, obviously, and, and kind of found a way back uh, into it and, and put ourselves in a, in a better uh, position. But um, as a team, I, I feel like we have uh, uh, we can play a lot better. Uh, some areas that we can clean up in, in our game, and, and that's kind of how I feel uh, personally uh, with my game as well. I uh, feel like I've been playing some good games and some not so good. Um, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, it's a long season, and, and you're going to have those uh, uh, struggles uh, throughout a year. We were just talking to JT about something very similar, just the idea that you know there's the seven-game stretch and then there's the last 12 games where it's eight and four. Uh, for you personally, like, what do you have to do to, to find the middle ground there where it's not high or low? No, I think that's the key to kind of like never have those really bad games, right? Like kind of stay in the middle. It's it's almost better uh, sometimes. And, and uh, just I just try to keep it simple and, and uh, yeah, worry about my uh, next shift. Don't look too far ahead. And, and I think that's, uh, that's something that I've been taking a lot of pride in like over – uh, over the years that uh, I want to be a guy that, that you can rely on in, in every situation. And, and uh, so that's what I'm trying to do. But obviously, it's it's like I said, it's you play a lot of games and, and you're going to have those uh, struggles throughout the year, like I said. The uh, the team found such a groove in the second half of last year. Um, you had that consistency, consistently winning games, uh, you know, on a 106 point pace. Uh, in, in totality, you've put up over 100 points with Bruce Boudreaux as as coach. It's just finding that consistency has has been tough this season. Or has it been closer uh, since you know started seven win seven game winless streak? Now you've kind of worked yourself back to close to 500. Yeah, no, it's it's funny how that works. I've 
felt like we were playing pretty good at the at the at the beginning and, and we didn't get any wins. Yeah. Um uh, and then Lone leads, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So I feel like now we've been getting the wins but we haven't been really happy about the game. Uh, right. games that we've been playing. So it's funny how it works sometimes. So it's just um we just need to find our way to to play good hockey and, and feel comfortable about our game because that that's that's when you're gonna uh get that feeling in the group that you know that you're gonna get away with uh, the wins and and enough wins to to make it to the playoffs is it easier for the group to stay positive because you guys can score goals if, if you're ever down in a game you're able to get back into it we always talk against montreal is it easier knowing that hey there's talent in this team and goals are on yeah, its way no, it, it's always always nice to know that you can score a lot of goals but like i said i think We've been giving up a little bit uh, too many goals uh, uh, too often, so that's something that that we're not happy happy about because um, that gives us uh, less chance to win the game if if we have to score seven, eight goals uh, in in uh, in a game. So, um, but obviously, back to your question, I think we know that we have a lot of guys that can score goals and and uh, make those plays in the ozone. Uh, we see a lot of scoring around a lot of crooked numbers now. I mean, uh, it's it seems like uh, you're seeing a five six or six five seven six game almost every night. Is it just more offense around the league, more skilled players? Yeah, I think obviously the game is a little bit different, and, and players kind of uh, work out a little bit different in the summer and, and yeah. skate more and, and work on on their game in in the off season. Uh, back when when I kind of got into the league, it was more spending time in the gym and, and getting stronger and that kind of stuff but i feel like uh, guy, guys are spending more time on on the ice and, and yeah. i think that's why we're seeing a lot more skill on the ice because uh, it makes sense right basketball to play basketball you shoot hoops and you shoot balls uh, all year round and, and hockey kind of we're in the gym for three months and and didn't skate very much so i think I think that's something positive that that's been uh, creating now around the league that everybody wants to to stay a little bit more on the ice and work on their game. Uh, Oliver, we really appreciate your time. Uh, Luke Shen is uh, coming in to take over your shift. Yeah. So <laughs> perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot, Oliver. There is uh, Oliver Ekman Larson joining us here tableside for the Sports Celebrities Festival. His uh, first. Uh, at least his first in-person mm -hmm. edition of the Sports Celebrities Festival uh, as we are here at the Fairmont Pacific Rim. Absolutely. You can see a lot of smiles as well from the players, not just because it's been going uh, great recently, again, eight of their last uh, 12, uh, but it's nice to be uh, re-engaging with the community of this event, uh, virtual the last two years, but here at the uh, Pacific Rim. And we now uh, are joined tableside by uh, the new record holder for most <laughs> hits by a defenseman in the history of the National Hockey League. It's Luke Shen. What's happening, Luke? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Just uh, just got here a little while ago and shaking some hands and meeting some people. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have an event like this. Obviously, everyone's probably talking. We haven't done this uh, in a couple of years. And, you know, there's been lots of, you know, staying away from people. So when you get events like this and kind of get back in the community a little bit and, and meet some people, um, uh, and some fans and, and all that sort of thing. It's great for the for the players to be kind of out and about again. You're you're a vet, uh, as we know, and uh, <laughs> been around a little while. <laughs> you've yeah. been around for a while. You know, not your first stop in a Canadian market either. Just just how important is it? Do you feel as players to connect with your community? Very important. I mean, uh, I I love playing in the Canadian market. I mean, obviously, some guys you know probably have different opinions on it. And uh, I've played everywhere from like you know 
obviously here Toronto to Arizona, Anaheim, and, and everywhere in between. But the the awesome thing is, um, you know, just the passion behind the fan base, um, media, everyone kind of knows what's going on at all times, which. You know, at times is, uh, you know, they pump you up and at times they keep you honest and uh, and keep you accountable, which which is a good thing. And I've always enjoyed that part of it. And, um, you know, you definitely learn to uh, to handle it in different ways, kind of like you said earlier with, with experience and age. Maybe it affects some guys in different ways than others. But I've always enjoyed it and, and loved, uh, like I said, the passion and, uh, and all of it behind it. So it's, uh, yeah, lo- love, uh, love being in the Canadian market in, in Vancouver to me is awesome. You, you mentioned uh, the, the span of teams there, right? And you can throw in Philly as well. Like, yeah. These are some passionate cities Absolutely, yeah. that, that you know, evoke a lot of passion and you see the range of emotion. And we, we, we tend to see that in, in the, the, the play too. It's been seven losses and then eight in the last 12. It, it swung. What have you taken from your experiences of all these emotional places and passionate fan bases and how to translate it into the ice and maybe get a bit more consistency? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, I've played in, like, different markets, and I remember, you know, sometimes in Philadelphia, a super passionate fan base, and you'd lose three or four in a row, and you'd come out and you'd get a power play <laughs> in the first two minutes of the game, and the, the other PK on the opposite team would ice the puck, and the fans would start booing you know, for, for clearing the puck down on the, you know. But it's just uh, – yeah, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing I've learned is um, regardless of the outside noise or regardless of, you know, team playing good or bad, no matter what, i got to show up and do my job and be consistent every night and compete. And at the end of the day, that's really all you, all you can control is, is showing up and, um, you know, giving it everything you have. And not every night's going to be perfect, obviously. You're not going to, you know, have an A game every night. But in saying that, you can definitely control your effort and your compete and, and uh, that's one thing I pride myself on, and, and try to uh, try to do that regardless of you know which building you're playing in, or what the score is, or what the what the record is coming into the game, losing streak, winning streak, whatever it is. I mean, you got to bring it every night, and and uh, at the end of the day, that's how I feel. You can hold your head up high leaving the game. We've heard your story so much about you know the, the transition coming here and, and reinventing yourself. That idea of just wanting to compete all the time can that be taught, or, or is that something that like? you just knew you had it in you and you wanted to find the next level in your game you know what i i think that's like the the one thing you know when you're for me like look when you're looking at players and you're looking at guys who win the number one thing that stands out is character um not too many guys win in this league without having good character and and are resilient and you know competing and and bringing it every night like i said obviously you're you know it's a hard league it's 82 games you're Every, not every game is going to be your, your A game, and you're going to you know have your best shifts all the time. But sometimes uh, you know you're going to kind of get knocked around a little bit. But you got to bring it the next day or the next game and try to find the consistency. But yeah, like I've always uh, tried to pride myself on it since uh, being a young young kid. It's uh, always I, I think the best compliment you can give a player. Um, from my standpoint, you know if I'm playing against a guy as well, that guy was hard to play against tonight. And uh, you know there's some guys that. You know, you, you go up against and you can see that, you know, maybe they're not into it or, you know, you can push them out of a game or you can kind of see that they're backing down a little bit. And, and I can I can personally see that in games, and I never want to be viewed as, as a guy like that. So, um, yeah, you try to bring it every night. Who's that one guy that you knew was going to bring it to you every night when uh, when he's on the other side? Oh, man, that's a heck of a question. Um, <laughs> and you can't say Braden. Yeah, 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 no, no, I can't say Braden. Um, <laughs> No, I, that's a good question. I just think of, like, you know, a lot of the guys who've been around for a long time, guys who are consistent. Um, guys like, 
picking out names here. Uh, Scott Hartnell, like when I played against him oh, in yeah. Philadelphia all the time, then played with him. Uh, no matter what, you always knew he was going to bring it. Guys like that. Um, you know, guys in the past play against, like, uh, I remember in Ottawa, like playing against Chris Neely. You always knew a guy <laughs> like that was going to bring it. Uh, yeah, just there's always there's always guys on every team that you know no matter what. You, you see them in the lineup. You see them on the whiteboard, what line they're playing on, and you're like, okay, hey, that's going to be a tough shift. That's going to be a tough matchup tonight no matter what. Um, you know, you have a ton of respect for those guys, and, and uh, that's the standard, I think, that personally you, you want to be healthy. Uh, we got your D partner uh, ready to come in and take over for you, so uh, we appreciate your time here, Luke, and uh, have a great night here at the Celebrities Festival. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Luke. There's uh, Luke Shen joining us uh, here tableside. Um, and he's uh, here enjoying his uh, first in-person edition of the Sports Celebrities Festival. And now we welcome in uh, his D partner. It is Quinn Hughes. Uh, yeah, he was just uh, he was running the gauntlet on you there just now. Luke Shen, your partner. I mean, just telling us uh, all the worst things about you, Quinn. Nothing, actually. I, I don't know. I was trying to come up with a joke, and I didn't really have one, to be honest. <laughs> How's it going, Luke? Uh, Quinn? Yeah, it's going good. Um, yeah, happy to be here. What's this event like, uh, being able to to engage with the community? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we haven't had it in a couple of years, but uh, when we did have it, I think the last time was 2019, and it was a great event, and you meet you know, a bunch of different people, and um, it's for a good cause, so it's nice that we have it back again. What does it mean to you personally, just to be able to engage with the fans, and I guess a lot of people trying to do great for the Connects for Kids, Kids Fund as well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that like any time you know, me and my teammates can get out and help a bit, um, you know, do something like this. It's it's exciting, and uh, you know, I'm glad we're doing it again. Like I said, it's been a, it's been a minute, but um, hopefully, we can you know do a couple more things like this this season. Uh, there's uh, been uh, we've heard the stories, we've seen the videos, like some of the things that happen on stage. You got anything planned for uh, for tonight for the crowd? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, no. we'll see what my partner says, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. I don't think you should be expecting too much from me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been asking some of the guys, uh, like, you know, who's the dancer of the group? Is there a singer amongst the group? Is there a, a comedian amongst the group? Not that I know of, no. No? All right. Well, well, Nils Hoaglander was the dancer. We might uh, might have to see if uh, anything happens there tonight. Uh, as for your, uh, you and your season, Quinn, uh, we've been talking with a lot of the guys about how it's going, you know, eight and four in your last 12, but but also some disappointing results mixed in there. How do you feel about where the team is, is trending right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, like you said, eight and four, when you say that, you know, you're thinking, you know, we've played some good hockey, but, uh, you know, it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't probably been a, a pretty eight and four, but, um, you know, we're going to try to keep climbing. We, we didn't start great, but I think that we found, in our, found our game a bit more as the season went on, and then um, some bumps here and there, but, uh, you know, I still believe in the group we have and the coaching staff, and um, we just need to keep believing, and that's all, all we can do. What's that climb look like? Like, what part of it do you look at and say, well, this is the thing that we have to correct, and, and we'll start to play to our potential and start seeing the regular results come? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, if we knew that answer, you know, it would be a lot easier. Um, but I think for us, just trying to do the, 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 good, the right thing, you know, day in, day in, out, um, being a professional and, um, you know, trying our best. And I think, you know, we had, a, you know, a couple different systems this year. And some new coaches, and um, obviously not Bruce, but the assistants. And uh, I think our penalty kills, you know, guys are starting to figure it out and have gotten better on that. And 
the D zone systems, you know, been a little bit better. But yeah, you know, just continuing to figure out and, and work together. How long does that process take? Because if you go back to last year, right, it's it's Travis and it's Brad and it's uh, Scott, and now it's you know Mike and Trent and Bruce. How long does that process take to to, to learn all that? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Like you're obviously, uh, you know, having four different penalty killing coaches in the last, you know, yearish. Um, yeah, it's about a hundred games, right? That's like yeah, it's not a lot. So I mean, you. You know, switching things up, getting different messages, but, you know, it is what it is. And I think, like I said, guys are starting to figure it out and feel comfortable on the penalty kill. We are seeing a, a lot of goals in the league now. Um, you, What do you see when you're seeing the uptick in scoring a, a, across the league right now? Yeah, I didn't know that it was up this year, um, but, I mean, it's good for us, I guess. The most since the mid-'90s. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not complaining. I think it's good for us. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think we've been, you know, scoring hasn't really been our problem. And, you know, yeah. um, it's just defending. But we'll keep trying to fix that. Uh, Quinn, we really appreciate you taking the time and uh, enjoying some of my bad jokes or not enjoying them. It's all good. We Sounds appreciate good. it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Make uh, some better ones out in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> I might have to. I don't know. I'm going to have to redeem myself somehow. Uh, that was <laughs> uh, was pretty brutal on me. Uh, but we own up to it. We live with it. And uh, we move on. That was uh, Quinn Hughes. We talked to Luke Shen as well. Also, Oliver ekman Larson stopping by. We've had a pretty good contingent here from the Vancouver Canucks. It's a fantastic crowd. Uh, a lot of rotation. Uh, Lines are going fast, uh, but uh, they're they're starting to uh, meet the public right now. Uh, one thing we have heard is we just quickly uh, wrap this up from a, a lot of the players. Um, and the record lately, eight and four, but you can tell talking to, to some of these guys that they're they want real, more. They're realistic, as Quinn just said. It's it's not really a pretty eight and four right now, which fits the tone of the conversation from fans and ourselves as well. These guys want more consistency, and the eight and four they want to achieve it's just i think they know it has to look different yeah it, and it has to in order for it to be consistent it has to look different and they seem to know that as well uh it is dan Richo and Bic nazar we're here at the uh, sports celebrities festival that's it for us on the evening the uh, event is about to get going you can also get all of those interviews on the podcast as they are at canuck central your favorite podcatchers all have it all right that's it for us for producer Canberra here on site, my co-host Bick Nazar, I'm Dan Richo. You've been listening to Canuck Central on Sportsnet 650.